friends. This is episode seven of Saving Christianity podcast, and we're coming to you from the Christian family online in America. I'm Manuel Grady, your moderator for this episode. The other two participants in this episode are Owen Allen and John Shields, the co-hosts of the Saving Christianity podcast. Now, what we're going to do today is summarize everything that we've said in the six previous episodes, but we're going to do that in a roundtable discussion format. That way, all three of us will be free to bounce answers off of one another and to give three different perspectives on the principles of spiritual growth. Now, the title of this episode is, Is a Deeper Walk Possible Today? Is a Deeper Walk Possible Today? Now, we chose that title because in the six previous episodes, we talked about the early Christian lifestyle. And we said that Christians today can have the same miracles and spiritual power that the original Christians had when Christianity was founded. If they learn how to live the early Christian lifestyle in today's world. Now, but before we start that discussion, let's pause to introduce the other two participants in our panel. They are Owen Allen and John Shields, the co-hosts of the Saving Christianity podcast, which is based on the challenging book, Saving Christian Christianity. Now, Owen and John, welcome to the episode. I've been enjoying the last few that you guys have done and look forward to the ones that we have down the road. How are you guys today? Thank you. Thank you, Manuel. It's a pleasure, honor, exciting to be here. Yes, thanks, Manuel. Uh, this is uh, so fun to be able to talk about uh, our favorite, favorite topic. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, let's get into it. As we said in previous episodes, Christianity is declining rapidly in America, gentlemen. Not only is worship attendance declining, not only are church buildings being abandoned, but Christianity's overall influence on American society is slowly declining. Yes. Now, the result is that America is quickly becoming a non-Christian nation. So, look, given these unhappy developments, our discussion topic for the episode is this question. Is a deeper walk possible today? In other words, is it even possible for Christians to live a more spiritual life today? And if it is, how can they do that in the face of the crisis going on in Christianity? So who would like to get us started? Uh, well, i tell you what, Manuel, let me uh, lead off and then pass off uh, back okay. to you and John. All righty. Uh, so we're asking ourselves, uh, how can it be done? Uh, can it even be done? Yeah. And, of course, all of our uh, uh, listeners, most of them, I hope, are subscribers and have been through the previous episodes. So they know our opinion of that, and they know that we believe that the Spirit of God has not changed right. in recent centuries. He's the same God with the same glorious power right yes. today that he had when Christianity was founded in the first century. So uh, that tells us that Christians today can have the same supernatural, wonderful experiences, mm -hmm. healings, uh, visions, visitations from angels, yeah. those wonderful things that they had in the first century. So for my money, uh, for my opinion, and the only reason I can say that is because I've experienced it. Mm -hmm. Remember, we've said in previous episodes that that Christianity is not, quotes, a religion. Right, it's right. a supernatural experience. Absolutely. And the deeper you go with it, the better it gets, what John calls getting in the deep end of the pool. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. So that's my thought about it. What, what do you think, John? 
Yeah, for sure. It it it, um, it is, and I not only uh, having experienced it um, as Owen mentioned, but I, I love the fact that um, in the New Testament, one of my favorite verses is found in Second Peter, and it says that God has given us everything we need mm. for mm-hmm. life and godliness. Hallelujah. Uh, it's through his promises and through his power mm-hmm. that that is accomplished. And so I, I love that that, yeah. that, that, that that it's all there, right? Right. <laughs> uh, if we uh, will avail ourselves, and, in it, and it's God's will. You know, there. I talk to people all the time about, well, I wonder if this is God's will, and I wonder mm-hmm. if this is, et cetera. And um, those are not those are fair questions to ask, of course. But there Absolutely. are many, many things um, that we know that are God's will, and so this is one of them. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so um, I, I rest in that. I believe, uh, as much as the three of us sitting here talking today, that um, uh, the, the the deeper life uh, of walking it out, experiencing Christ. Is is uh, is is the heart of God? Absolutely, not yeah. not, not for a select few people, no. but no. for whosoever will. Right, yeah. right. And uh, and there's a lot of whosoever's out there. Exactly. Yes, and so uh, that's that's where I I kind of uh, uh, that's my resting place. You know, years ago there was a um, speaker that that had a book, and I think he he traveled. I think he. Um, um, dealt with cerebral palsy and became very well known. And he said, mm-hmm. got to have the want to. Yeah. It, it has to emulate for whosoever will. It's got to come from the heart. You yeah. know, David said something that I think is worth extrapolating on, on a more mm-hmm. micro level. He said, my soul will praise the Lord. I yeah. always emphasize will mm-hmm. because it seemed to be David's spiritual man mm-hmm. uh, speaking to his soulical man, speaking to his emotions, speaking to his despair. And you have to have a true heart's desire. But um, my question to you guys is in the way that perhaps we have been teaching or not teaching, mm-hmm. how can there be a true desire for something that the congregation doesn't know exists mm-hmm. if we've not properly presented them the yeah. option for a deeper life? Yeah. You know, uh, let me jump on that a second. Uh, We've talked about this many times here Mm -hmm. in the studio, and that's this simple fact. Uh, Today, we think of so-called evangelism, that Mm -hmm. is spreading the good news, Mm -hmm. spreading membership, if you want to call it that. I like to say participation uh, in Christianity. Mm -hmm. How is the, the good news spread? How is the gospel spread? And today we think of it as just telling people. We give out brochures. <laughs> uh, we give out little booklets called tracts. Right. Or we stand on a street corner and we so-called preach, preach. to mm-hmm. the crowds walking by. And I've done all of those things in my younger years. Right. But what I've come to see is, after studying early Christianity, they didn't do that. Exactly. They didn't exactly. do it. We've talked a lot about behavior uh, in these episodes together, and what happened is non-Christians saw mm. the behavior of the Christians. Yeah, yeah. What did they see? They saw wow. supernatural love and peace and joy. They saw supernatural visions and healings and yeah. power, yeah. and what did they say? They said, ooh. 
Oops, I yeah. want that. Yeah, I want some of I that. I need right. that. Yo, mm-hmm. how do I get that? Mm-hmm. And they entered the kingdom to get that power. Right. Yeah. So think about it. You can give me a booklet that says you ought to be a Christian, mm-hmm. or I can watch you experiencing power, and I can say I want that. Mm-hmm. And so right. my co- uh, contribution <laughs> would be that – your congregations are going to expand. People are going to come into the kingdom. It may not even be in a building. Mm-hmm. As we know from our books and our episodes here, uh, the power is in small groups, yeah. not mm-hmm. in big audiences, mm-hmm. watching what I call the stage show. Right. Right. And you can do both. We're mm-hmm. not trashing the stage show, mm-hmm. but we're saying the stage show should just be a an interlude or whatever you want to call it or an introduction I got you. to the yeah. Power of small Absolutely. teamwork. Right, that's where the power is. Yeah, and Manuel, I, I think about it uh, so often. Um, uh, you have to go back to the first century and remember mm-hmm. that uh, they didn't have a leather-bound sixty-six Come books on. of the Bible. Uh, <laughs> Come on, their, they didn't have an iPad and U version and screens and and, 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 and the Christian bookstore and the World Wide yeah. Web and seminars to go to. Um, as Owen said, uh, all they had was the evidence that they had was um, what whatever the individual was talking about. How was that being manifested in that person's life? That's what made it believable or not. Yes. And some people thought, if you read the New Testament, some people think that the Apostle Paul was, uh, was um, arrogant. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, he wasn't um, mm-hmm. in the context of... Of what I'm saying, uh, and and the context that he wrote in, um, he, he said to people, "Okay, it, you, you don't know how this is done." He said, "Imitate me." Yeah, yeah. He said, uh, "Watch how I live." Right. Now we're we're uh, 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 we're afraid to say that today yeah. to mm-hmm. anyone, <laughs> right? Because um, we don't want them looking at right, us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, we're, we're, who you know. Yeah. We're, we're, we say to somebody, "Okay, you want to see how this is done? Then watch me." <laughs> um, we are we are afraid to do that, um, but but that really is um, the, the the key. The most convincing thing um, is whether or not it's working in our sure. life. Mm-hmm. So um, I, I don't like the, uh, we talk about spreading the gospel, but I like to say be the gospel. Be the gospel, yes. yeah, and it, and it will spread. That's correct. Yeah. Just be the good news, yeah. right? Yeah. And as someone famous said, um, um, always, uh, always be about uh, the gospel and use words when necessary. Yes. <laughs> right? you know? Ooh, wouldn't that be good? Yeah. You know, we, we, yeah. we can all go to Golden Corral a little bit earlier. You know, yeah, but, yeah. Be, you know, because if you look back over um, antiquity and history, um, the the even our names. Mm-hmm. For, for instance, my my wife's maiden name is Turner, mm-hmm. and that's a um, old Scottish name, I believe, that comes from those that built wagon wheels and they would turn. So what am I saying? I'm mm-hmm. saying our names derive from our apprenticeship. Yes. And so we learn by follow me right. as I follow Christ. Right. Imitate me. The best yeah. form I think of training is not yeah. it's not lecture and tests. That's right. Because yeah. I can just memorize that. That's right. But if I'm an apprentice, 
I've got to absorb it, Owen, and I've got to mm-hmm. I've got to get into the lifestyle of my mentor, uh, Elijah, Elijah, you know, Paul, mm-hmm. Timothy. Right. It's all through the Bible. One of my mentors says, you know, it's it's the, the, the word is so simple. You need a theologian to help you misunderstand it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's Well, you good. know, there's another old saying, Manuel, and that is that uh, you may be the only Jesus that people ever, ever see. see. Yeah, uh, and you know, you we have all of these old sayings, but mm-hmm. but that's really true and you were talking about do people want it or not one of the one of the lessons that John and I have learned in this 30 year journey that hmm. we're talking about is a little thing called like mindedness yeah and uh, you wow. you have to be with one or more persons who is like minded about what we're talking about yeah. mm-hmm. uh, in this episode. And so what what is it that you have to be like-minded about? Mm-hmm. A bitter lesson that I've learned mm-hmm. is some groups get together and they think if they enjoy one another's presence <laughs> and they have a covered dish meal right. and they laugh and they talk and they uh, t- discuss who needs prayer in the hospital right. and who needs a food basket delivered to uh. them and so on. And then they they break up and they go home and mm-hmm. they say, wasn't uh, our small group wonderful last mm-hmm. night? And they never realized that that wasn't <laughs> it at all. It didn't move the needle at all. Yeah, not at they, all. They, yeah. yeah they stay pegged out yeah, on zero, yeah, you know. Yeah. And so what we have learned is when we define uh, what's called like-mindedness, mm-hmm. uh, which is a, a term that yeah. comes from the book of Acts in mm-hmm. the original Greek, uh, what that really means is the, the members of your immediate peer group, yeah. we're talking peer group pressure now, mm-hmm. back to behavior again, mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, we're talking about people who are like-minded about two things. I want to express the fruit of the Spirit in yes. my life, mm-hmm. and I want to express the gifts of the Spirit in mm-hmm. my life, yes. mm-hmm. and I want to leave this room having had a supernatural experience, mm-hmm. not just eating spaghetti and talk about right. who's in the hospital. Right. Right. And I don't want to be mean or anything, but yeah. that's the power of it. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And uh, some people maybe are not seeking that or looking for that, mm-hmm. but we're hoping the subscribers to this podcast are. Absolutely. And if so, this is the place to hear what's happening and how it's done. Yeah, I, I, believe, I believe, John, the landing is going to be that finally I'm finding something that makes just cognitive sense. I don't yes. even I don't even have to have seminary or schools of theology right. because it just witnessed with my spirit. spirit yeah. but this is what I've been looking for because mm-hmm. one of the things that I've often taught is that unity of purpose mm-hmm. and unity of spirit are not the same thing. Amen. Right. We've yeah. all we we come together for the same purpose after 9/11 and 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 right. after this pandemic and then it fizzles out. That's right. Because we had the same purpose but we did not have the same mind, right. you know. Mm-hmm. And quite frankly what makes it cult in and of itself etymology wise is not a bad word it's simply mm-hmm. short for culture mm-hmm. but what makes cults work that we can understand why would you follow that mm-hmm. craziness it's somebody has gotten to the mind and mm-hmm. caused everyone that follows them to have the same mind even though it's going after an ungodly purpose right yeah I, 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 another I think another piece of this that um, is especially you know as a as a, a minister someone who is you know before people every single week right um, you know, for years now, um, 
it, there is just this uh, reorientation. There's a re-education of, of be, being able to come back and say, because uh, unfortunately Christianity has been um, presented as something that is effectual mm. when you die. Wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So so just think about wow. that. Fire insurance. So yeah. right. And so I'm sure like you, I have a life insurance policy. Right. <laughs> and um I have my uh beneficiary, mm-hmm. uh, my wife. But that uh is she she can't access that right benefit from it. Come on. Um today. Right. Only when I check out can she check in. <laughs> yeah. And so I'm gonna spread that around the yeah, kitchen too exactly, much. Exactly, right. If something happens <laughs> to me, look into it. Yeah. Right. <laughs> but uh what what I'm saying is is just think about this. It, uh that 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 people walking around um that in the in the meantime, between now and then, that it has no effect. It makes no Absolutely. difference um, in people's lives whatsoever. And there's just this mindset, um, I want to make sure that when I do leave this earth that uh, I'm, I'm, I'm with God. Yeah. Now, I want you to think, someone wrote um, uh, that I admire, think about this. If I don't want to be with God now, mm. right? Mm. If I don't love what wow. he says now, wow. if I don't want to be in fellowship with mm-hmm. him now, right. if I don't want to be engaged with his spirit now, mm-hmm. then why would, you, why would you think that I would want to spend eternity, eternity. with him yeah. And, yeah. and all that he is and he represents? So mm-hmm. it's, not, it's not logical right. mm-hmm. uh, when you really break it down and start um, looking at it um, mm-hmm. you know, like that. So it, it's being able to say to people, and you said the word earlier, apprentice. Mm-hmm. That's what Jesus mm-hmm. was talking about. Yeah, uh, he didn't say go and get people ready for heaven. Right. He said go and make apprentice. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and he practiced that. He modeled that. Right. Mm-hmm. Three years, small group. Absolutely. The original small group. The original small group. <laughs> right. Uh, right. Jesus and the twelve. Yeah. That's right. Glory. And, and so in you know in that and that was a ragtag bunch too. Absolutely. You know. Yeah. And and uh, from. Di- all different walks of life, and so God took uh, took them, and, uh, and 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 so and taught them, and and ex- they experienced. Mm-hmm. He said, "Okay, you've seen me do it. Now you go do it." Sure. And um, so uh, it, it, that's what we're trying to communicate. I, I don't just start with people when I'm talking to them about, "Oh, are you ready to die?" Yeah. To me, the question is, "Are you ready to live?" Amen. And, and haven't we led with that? Uh, yes, if you die tonight, where right. you spend that's eternity? Right. Yeah. And I'm like, that's the worst sales that, pitch I, opening night. Yeah, heard. right. Yeah, exactly. Well, yeah. and see, again, I, I always want to bring it back to behavior. Mm-hmm. Yeah. See, you've got unspiritual behavior and you've got spiritual, spiritual. behavior. Mm-hmm. And what's the old joke? There's a great gap, a vast chasm between <laughs> yeah. those two. Uh, and so 
the, the thing that I like in one of our previous episodes, we talked about uh, uh, the people, uh, non-Christians, seeing Christian behavior mm-hmm. yeah. and what effect does it have upon yeah. them. Mm-hmm. And without just dreaming about this or d- talking about it, we know that there's documented history mm-hmm. and there are documents in the museums of where this has happened. Sure. And one of the ones that I love the most came from second century Rome, and I talk about it many times because it's one of the few documented experiences uh, where there was a, 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 a man in Rome by the name of Natalis, and he was standing with some friends. Imagine this now. could have been on a balcony. We don't know. But he was watching a small group of Christians in the street. Think yeah. about this now. They didn't know he was watching. And he watched them a few minutes, and he turned to his friends, and here's what he said. Look at them. Mm. Yeah. Look at them. They love one another almost before they know one another. Wow. Now, Man. how many Christian groups today, if somebody's <laughs> spying on them through the window <laughs> or something, <laughs> yeah. or looking at them from a balcony, right. uh, are giving? And I often think to myself, I wonder what they were doing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What was it that Natalie saw mm-hmm. and his friend saw from that balcony? And we know, of course, we get glimmers of it where the Scripture says, mm-hmm. greet one another mm-hmm. with a holy Hold kiss, yeah. these types of things. Uh, you know, the thing that's made me the most uncomfortable about mm-hmm. 2020 and the COVID mm-hmm. episode is that I'm no longer people don't want me to hug on them. Right, mm-hmm. right. They're even saying on TV, we'll never shake hands mm-hmm. again. Mm-hmm. Well, I feel like a cripple when I'm yeah. in a Christian group. Right. You know, I, I don't want to wear a mask and stand <clears throat> six feet off. Exactly. I want to grab them and hug them, praise mm-hmm. God. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. so I know we're all afraid of COVID, mm-hmm. but the point I'm making is behavior is the key. Wow. What is your behavior? Yeah. Is it spiritual? or is it unspiritual? And if it's spiritual, to what extent or to what depth is it spiritual? You you know, my my confession is that in the beginning of my ministry, my wife, we planned our ministry from the ground. Um, So I had no denomination affiliation, Mm -hmm. whatever, because I just felt that um, for me, that was limiting, you know, Mm -hmm. and I didn't want that to define us as a a body. Mm -hmm. And we started like most churches, small group, my mother-in-law's house, and they wanted, you know, the (laughs) church. And all I knew was the pattern that was set before, you know, that's what you did. And so about six years in, we were in a small town in Reedsville, just a few people. It's a blue collar town. And, you know, the the tobacco um, uh, industry was down there and it had closed. So um, people didn't have a lot of money. And we had a small, we, we actually met in a gas station. I could only afford at least <laughs> half of that. One of these pants was like a 7-Eleven. Mm-hmm. Two pumps outside. You could mm-hmm. still see where the pumps were taken up. Mm-hmm. And um, But we just enjoyed that fellowship. And um, all we wanted was enough offering to take everybody to eat after service. But we were able through a long story in a miracle of God to acquire a 40,000 square foot building, the oh, largest really? building in downtown Reedsfield. And that's not saying a whole lot at the right. time, 14,000 people. But my point is this, um, because of the favor of God there <clears throat> and because of the, of the camaraderie and the, and the um, connection as a church family, which just about maybe 40 people, mm-hmm. we would linger after church. We'd be outside the church cause to pass by. There was a rumor started that we were selling 
drugs out of the church <laughs> because listen yeah. nobody can be that happy uh, yeah. they literally said this <laughs> right. in this little small town yeah. you know we were being ostracized because we were happy like you're saying about the gentleman yes. on the balcony Praise looking God. down yeah. and that is a time in ministry I've had you know bigger budgets I've had a lot of buildings I've been on almost every continent but that's the time I missed Yeah, I miss, and I'm excited to um migrate back to mm, yeah you know we we kind of read over it um but uh it, it, you know we, you have to really soberly look at this you know mm-hmm. just a few hours think about this now yeah. just a few hours before jesus was arrested mm-hmm. so three three years of, of of public ministry and now he's down to the last um, seven or eight hours yeah and he pulls in that small group Mm-hmm. And he he goes over some things with them that uh, that that they needed to to, to get right. And um, the first thing he teaches them and and it models for them is your life is to be characterized by serving. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Then the second thing he says is people are going to know you're connected with me. This mm-hmm. is in John fourteen, yeah, fifteen. By your love. Yeah. By your love. Paul later wrote, picked up on that in 1 Corinthians 13, and he basically said, this is my paraphrase, it doesn't matter what you do. Mm-hmm. If you don't do it with a heart and the spirit of love, yeah. it amounts to nothing. Absolutely. And then he gave us a, a beautiful kind of a, a description or a definition of what love is. And the reason we're intimidated by that, I think, sometimes is because we're looking at that through natural eyes. Right. And what we're talking about, the Christian experience, is supernatural. Exactly. And if we're going to love like that, it's got to be it, it, it's got to be coming from Christ in us, mm-hmm. who is love. Mm-hmm. It's got to be birthed from His Holy Spirit that lives within us. Absolutely. So you know, the psychologists tell us, you know, to to love and be loved is the greatest human need. Exactly. And um, exactly. the world is crying out for that. Not not mm-hmm. some um, I, I call cotton candy kind of love, right? That just <laughs> right. melts in your <laughs> right. mouth, right? <laughs> yeah. But I'm talking about uh, that which you you know mm-hmm. and, and and you you feel it, you yeah. sense it. it. It's it's there. It's from God. It's uh, it's from the spirit. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. When we look at this supernatural life that we discuss, this spiritual life we discuss, there's so many things I think you said sometimes we, we read over it. And I've taught to teach my congregation, don't try to read so much and don't read so fast. Mm. Um, you know, <laughs> um, you know, because we think volume, I got mm-hmm. to learn. But you look at certain things like um, enter his gates with Thanksgiving, yes. which presupposes yes. that it is not my praise team and my choir's responsibility yeah. to pump you up. There is something you should be bringing to the group when you come in, which speaks of a spiritual life. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I asked my, my ministers when I'm training them, I said, now, I know, I know you guys, we got seminaries, you have theology, and I know you guys, man, all week long, you're working on your messages, and you got to teach. You're going to teach everything you've learned in three years and five minutes, and you've got 25 pages of notes. I said, but what? how do you think um, the disciples spent their Saturday evenings or whenever they taught? Do you think they were pouring over concordances, mm-hmm. or was it something internal and intrinsic 
that mm. caused him to be able to shake the world. Yes. And they didn't even have Google. Google's a smart guy, but they didn't even have <laughs> Google, by the way. Yeah. What could it be? Well, yeah. you know, here's the thing about it, Manuel. I've, I've had those thoughts hundreds of times. Uh, years ago, it's interesting, there was a song that many Christians sang. They will know we're Christians by our love, by our love. They'll know we're Christians by our love. Amen. And when we did that, everybody held hands, and many people wept as we sang it. Mm -hmm. Uh, However, I've not heard that song in a long time. I've heard it in a long time, my friend. Think about that a second. So that tracks with the decline that we're seeing. Exactly. Uh, it's It's an amazing thing. But here's something I want to say. And and this is not theology. This is just cold-blooded facts. (laughs) Um, When you stop and think about it, people think that uh, Christmas is very important Mm -hmm. because it uh, commemorates the birth of Christ. Mm -hmm. And then they think that, you know, Easter is very important Mm -hmm. because it commemorates him rising from the tomb. Sure. Uh, and those are probably our two biggest celebrations. Very few people, if any, celebrate another day of Mm -hmm. the year, which is actually the most important day of the year, and that's May the 30th, 30 A.D., at Mm -hmm. 9 o'clock in the morning, (laughs) when Christianity was founded by the arrival of the Holy Spirit on earth. And we don't stop and think that Christianity, the experience that we're talking about in these podcasts, the episodes, was founded that morning. Right. Mm -hmm. Actually, not by God or not by Jesus, but by the power of the Spirit. Yes, sir. And if you go back and read that part in the book of Acts, in the original Greek, here's what it says. When Jesus got to heaven, he went to the Father, and the Father gave him Mm. the Holy Spirit. Wow. And he turned Mm -hmm. around. And the Greek word is like you pour water out of a pitcher. Yeah. And he poured the Holy Spirit on the first 120 Christians. Mm -hmm. And they were uh, instantly, the behavior that we're talking about was so profound that 3,000 more people in the street immediately joined. Yeah. Yeah. That's the power. And so I know people, I haven't done it in recent years, I would like to start again. We used to celebrate that event, which we call in theology the morning of Pentecost, Mm -hmm. the day of Pentecost. We used to celebrate that and have a cake yeah, and sing. (laughs) Think about that a second. And you know, there are congregations around the world, not so much in America, but I often tell the story that some of the cathedrals in Europe, yeah. if you study it, if you look up at the ceiling, mm. you'll see a, a hole about mm-hmm. the size of a manhole. Mm-hmm. And what used to happen, they don't do it much anymore. On the morning that they celebrated, that was closest to the Sunday, closest to the 30th of May, mm-hmm. They put a child up there with a basket of flower petals, <laughs> and they would drop red rose petals wow. down on the congregation mm-hmm. in celebration of that of the power of the Spirit coming. Wow! Mm-hmm. So, as much Amazing. as we love 
these other celebrations, Christmas and Easter and yeah. whatever the other celebrations, mm-hmm. let's always remember what we should be celebrating mm-hmm. is when we got the supernatural power wow. that formed Christianity. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And here's my last comment. People often say, well, if all that's true, mm-hmm. why don't aren't Christians showing that power mm-hmm. today? Yeah. And that's what we're talking about yeah. in these episodes. Yeah. There's a reason why they're not showing it today. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we know that reason, and we're trying to reveal it over a series of episodes yeah. to people. Amen. Yeah, I think about it, Manuel, like this, too, something that, um, that uh, we've talked about for years. If you really, really um, get down to the, the nitty-gritty of this, if you was to put two people side by side— <laughs> And um, two human beings standing side by side. And just for sake of the story, um, you ask them, uh, are they Christians? And they both said yes. And you say, well, well, well then tell me about that. Why would you say that? Mm-hmm. And one person says, well, you know, I'm a member of first so-and-so. Right. <laughs> um, um, I tithe regularly. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, I'm service a deacon, yeah, etc. Et Sounds like a prayer. I heard yeah. a Pharisee <laughs> prayer one time, but go et cetera, ahead, etc. Et yeah. Um, and but then the other person says, well, you ask him the same question, and he says, well, I, I'm, uh, I've been indwelled by the Holy Glory, Spirit. Yeah. You know, the Scripture says that that is actually. That's the benchmark. That's the benchmark. That's the That's benchmark. The bar. It's mm-hmm. not whether or not I do or believe the yeah. right things. Mm-hmm. Now, those things, are, of course, are important, but they are in response to right. the Holy Spirit. Right. And so the, 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 the real issue is whether or not, which is the day of Pentecost, which is um, the day of Pentecost was the the response to the birth of Jesus and the mm. resurrect the mm. death and resurrection of the Jesus culmin- it's culmin- what yes it's what it's, okay this is what that meant yeah this is what that means yeah and so it it is it comes back to that you know people say and I and I I won't go on and on but but I can say this honestly I and mean, this is true for me when I was mm-hmm. a teenager to the to the degree that I could. Um, I believed in God. Mm-hmm. Um, I believed, actually, I believed in Jesus. Yeah. Um, I didn't know a little to nothing about the Holy Spirit, yeah. but, but I, I believed <laughs> right. it. And so people say all the time, well, uh, so-and-so believes in God. Mm-hmm. And, and so, and, and I don't, it's, it sounds ugly to say it, but in this context, you want to say, okay, well, what difference does that make? Yeah. Because the Bible says that our enemy believes Please. in God and, and, and right. trembles. That's mm-hmm. right. So if, if we don't ever move it off of the page yeah. of I believe the right things, mm-hmm. then, then, then what, what, what does it matter? And it seems that those are the, <clears throat> litmus test that we want to apply because yes. if 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 I can <laughs> Americans well people in general we love to measure things yeah. when I was a kid I would read the Guinness Book of World Records yeah. like it was a novel <laughs> yeah. said, who's right. the best the fastest <laughs> what and we try to apply that to our Christian life well if you know if you're saved and proven how many t- mm-hmm. people have you won to the Lord and, and all of this and I'm reminded of so many different points one the Bible says and you just alluded to this the Bible says to be holy. Mm-hmm. And we're teaching people to do holy. That's right. No, that's good. You, you have to be holy. When I look at Pentecost and our fiery brothers that you know ble- 
us, God, Pentecost is coming. You know, mm-hmm. they're generally talking about charisma and gifts mm-hmm. and, and land on of hands. And I believe in tongue talking and all that. When you just displayed and it's explained the power of Pentecost was that people looked at them. And when they said, when it's, how is it we hear every man in our own language? Mm-hmm. What I it's take from that is how, how is it that every man can relate to me, mm-hmm. can speak what I speak? All of a sudden, I've become culturized with you mm-hmm. through this thing that you guys call this Holy Spirit mm-hmm. guy thing, whatever that is. Mm-hmm. I think that's a powerful real, real, yeah. you know, demonstration of witness in the world. Right, no you know, question. we often talk about this, Manuel, that a lot of people in our day and time don't realize it. In the first century, when the Holy Spirit came mm-hmm. on the morning of Pentecost, which gets its name from the festival. They had a one-day wheat festival called the Festival of Pentecost, Mm -hmm. and it was Hebrew law that all males had to attend it. So when that happened on that particular day, uh, the city of Jerusalem, which was a walled city, was only about a mile square. It was so full of people. From a, from a population of less than 100,000, it would often be half a million. Yeah, right. So they slept in the fields and things mm-hmm. around because there was nowhere to go. And that's why people were sleeping in the streets that morning yeah. and saw the miracle happen. Wow. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but, but without rambling, here's what I was trying to say. A lot of people don't realize, I mentioned earlier, that uh, – Many people were illiterate in those days and couldn't read or write. But more than that, hold on to your seats again, there was no Bible. (laughs) There was no Bible. We don't realize that the New Testament that we all love and revere Uh did not exist. Exactly. Okay, so, and then the second thing is the Old Testament, which Jesus and Paul and Peter knows quoted, was under lock and key, usually in the synagogues or in the temple. It was not available to the general person. Right, right. So So what I'm trying to say is this. The deeper walk of Christianity is not, repeat, not an intellectual experience. Whether you understand what's happening, and I didn't, the deepest experiences in my life that changed my life, one of which happened in a hotel room in New York City, I didn't even know what it was. I didn't know what was happening. But when I walked out of that room, I was so different when I got home, friends didn't recognize me. Mm-hmm. That's the power of what we're talking about, of what the Holy Spirit does. i close with one last story. Some years ago, I won't name the time and the place, I was walking down the hall in a certain uh, denominational building, mm-hmm. and I passed the room where the youth group met. Yeah. And as I walked by, I heard a sound that sounded like chanting. Mm-hmm. And I thought, what in the world is that? And I stopped and looked <laughs> in, and the youth pastor was in there with about 15 or 20 young people, and they were chanting. So I called him out of the room, and I said, excuse me, what's going on in there? He said, oh, I'm teaching them to be spiritual. I said, well, what, what is that? What are you doing? <laughs> he said, well, he said, I'm having them memorize the books of the New Testament so they can quote them forwards and backwards. Mm, okay. And I said, why? 
He said, so they can be spiritual. <laughs> See, he thought right. memorizing yeah. the books of the Bible, yeah. Matthew, you know, and being able to say them yeah. backwards was a mark of spirituality. Mm-hmm. Well, wait a minute. You get back to the first century, there weren't any books <laughs> right, of the New right. Testament. Yeah. So now what do you Not to gonna, mention no youth groups. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> or a youth minister. Or a youth minister. Or a building. Right. See, we're right. starting to get the picture. We get now. it now. Right. It's spiritual behavior. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter what you've learned and what, no offense to John, yeah. <laughs> and <laughs> his taken. seminary degree. <laughs> Or was it the cemetery degree? Whichever. Yeah, that's what we said. So, <laughs> yeah. Okay, I'll but, pass on. Well, you know, one of our favorite verses is uh, in in the second chapter in the New Testament book of First Corinthians, mm. where Paul talks about that. Then he was a man. If there was any one of that day who had the credentials and the ability to do this, it would have been Paul. But he he said to the people there, "Listen, it's not." Uh, you, you, this is not going to make sense to you because of any sense of eloquence yeah. or, or mm-hmm. man, human wisdom. Yes. What I'm trying to communicate to you today, I want to be a demonstration yeah. of, of the Spirit's power. Yes, hallelujah. So that mm. your faith will rest in God. Because, mm-hmm. see, uh, that God had done it. Yeah. There was an intervention. Mm-hmm. That God had done this, and people would not be talking about uh, when Paul left town. They wouldn't be talking about him. Yeah, but they'd say, "Hey, yeah. did you see what God did? Yeah. Did you? Did you, <laughs> right. Can you believe so and so? We thought they were a lost cause, right? But God did that. God mm-hmm. changed their life. Um, I, I, this is just a, a, a quick." A quick story. Um, many years ago, um, over twenty years ago, I was talking to my uncle, who's now in heaven. Okay, and he was a a, a very successful, affluent businessman, mm-hmm. and so he thought in those terms. We were having a discussion one evening, just he, just the two of us. Um, he was, I was a, a college student preparing for ministry. I think at the time he was just trying to be. Uh, act interested, right? And he was asking me questions. It finally came down to this question, what is your product? That's that's what he asked me. <laughs> he said, well, John, tell me at the end of the day, what, what he wasn't a, he was not a, a Christian. Right. He said, John, what is, what is it uh, that, um, what's your product? And, um, and thankfully the, the, the God had given me the answer to that. And, mm. and I said, well, uh, to my uncle Jim, I said, "Uncle Jim, it's it's changed lives." Yes, I said, "God is in the business of changing lives." Wow. Um, weeks, weeks later, he lived in another city. One day, um, it, it was back when uh, uh, letters were written. Uh, I got a. What what was that? What was yes, that? That was eighteen fifty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He uh, he sent me a letter. And he said, um, "I wish I would like to be able to have the faith that that you have. Wow, mm. uh, that you were, were talking about the other night, and mm-hmm. I don't have it. Mm-hmm. Ouch! And um, I would like to. Uh, uh, he knew that I was uh, a poor college student." Yeah. You know? Or, or just after, and so he said, um, 
here's a hundred dollars. Uh, would you purchase and and send me some books that you think might help me? Yeah. That began a correspondence with this my uncle, mm-hmm. who eventually came to faith. Glory. Yeah, praise God. But but that, what's your product? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is, is there a product? That's, yeah. that's, good. that's good. You, you know, um, a very well-known Bible teacher tells the story, <clears throat> and um, he runs a Bible college today, but he was younger then, and he was teaching a small group, and a gentleman walked in, and this gentleman um, began to just fire off questions at him. Guy, he said, it was like I was just talking to the smartest guy in the world, and he humiliated me. He eviscerated me. He asked me questions about the Bible I couldn't answer. He asked me theological questions I couldn't answer. He said I was just totally devastated. And everyone got up and sort of, you know, left and mm-hmm. um, kind of didn't want to look me in the eye when they walked out, <laughs> yeah. you know. And he said, I, I felt like such a failure. And he said, and I'm sitting there, you know, feeling sorry for myself, and I'm packing my bag up, getting ready to leave the room. And this guy comes back in, and he says, what you're teaching I want to know this Christ. Mm. And he says, you just embarrassed me in front Mm -hmm. of the whole class. Why would you come back in here? He said, because I know I embarrassed you and I know I bullied you and I know I eviscerated your argument, but you stood on what you believe. Mm -hmm. And if you can stand on Christ Mm -hmm. and believe that, that's the kind of Christ I want to serve. Yeah. You know, Mm. Manuel, let me add this to that. It's funny how the Holy Spirit speaks through people sometimes, usually just a, a comment, yeah. and it completely changes your life. Yeah. One of those experiences is somewhat like your story that I had. Uh, I know from the big clock on the wall, we're getting close to the end, but I want to tell this story. I was having lunch with a man one time, and he was a, a former priest mm. and had been gotten out of the ministry, we'd Mm -hmm. been so disillusioned. And so we're having lunch together, and we're talking about why are people so confused? Christians now, I should correct myself, not people, Christians. Mm -hmm. Why are so many Christians confused and bewildered and so on? And so his name was John, by the way, (laughs) and so a good Bible name. So I looked at him, and I said, but John. I said, how can people be so deceived? Mm. And he looked at me kind of funny, and he laid his fork down, and he said, Owen, don't you understand? Mm. He said the hallmark of a person being deceived Mm -hmm. is that he or she doesn't know it. Exactly. And I just, boing, I almost fell out of my chair. Mm. I thought I— It's a V8 moment. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It's a revelation's always like V8. Totally. You know, know, I never thought of it that way. And so from that point— I've never felt, uh, what would you call it, animosity or or impatience Mm -hmm. or any of those things with Christians who are not growing spiritually. You know, I think to myself, how can I reach them? What can I do to burrow under that deception that Mm -hmm. they've got? They don't even know that they're spiritually blind. Mm -hmm. Think about that. Forgive them, for they know not what they do. Exactly. 
And mm-hmm. so again, we, we repeat ourselves, but you know, I've always said, I used to tell management yeah. classes uh, in John Deere and when I was a professor that management is built upon 20 principles, mm-hmm. all of management, accounting, sales, anything you want to talk about, mm-hmm. production of a product is built on 20 principles and i used to give them a card Mm -hmm. that had those 20 principles on it what i'm trying to say is christianity is built upon a very small handful of principles Mm -hmm. and one of which is the principle of spirit filling Mm -hmm. which people john mentioned in dwelling earlier Mm -hmm. so what makes a christian different from a non-christian think about that a second a Christian is indwelled by the Spirit. Yeah. A non-Christian is not. Mm. But now let's talk about the deeper walk again. Yeah. What's yeah. the difference between a Christian who is spiritual mm-hmm. and a Christian who is not? Mm-hmm. And the difference is the Christian who is spiritual is expressing more of the inner power of the Spirit and his or her mind, yeah. and that's becoming visible to people mm-hmm. in supernatural behavior in everyday mm-hmm. life. And what is supernatural behavior? Supernatural love and joy and mm-hmm. peace and yeah. patience and kindness and yeah. gentleness and goodness that the average Christian Mm-hmm. And the average non-Christian <laughs> does not have. And right. finally, the gifts of the Spirit, which yeah. you mentioned earlier. Right. Christians are supposed to have supernatural experiences. Absolutely. They're supposed to have visions, mm-hmm. spiritual dreams, mm-hmm. uh, all of these healings, spiritual healings, angelic visitations. Absolutely. And not just once a lifetime. Yeah, Frequently, yeah, that's the mark of a spiritual Christian. Mm-hmm. And if we can just get through this deception that mm-hmm. we all have uh-huh. and see the simple truth, yeah, why would God make spirit? Uh, uh, Christianity and spirituality hard. Right. right Why right. would he make something you've got to go to the bookstore and buy a book and study it? Mm-hmm. And why do you even have to study the Bible? They didn't have them in the first century. Right. Just experience, experience. It. the deeper walk. The deeper yeah. walk. You, you know, um, from a theological standpoint, you know, the, the scripture and revelation is like an onion. You know, mm-hmm. that, that's why that it's, it's, you keep peeling layers. That's why that book never gets old. And I was looking at this, at this, at the scripture and Jesus says, I go to prepare a place for you. And we think that, you know, that means that um, he's just going to build us a mansion. Mm-hmm. But when he goes, he prepares the place where he yeah. just left for me to step into. Mm-hmm. And so a deeper life is always possible. Yeah. Well, man, it's time to close this episode, and this has been an incredible episode. I really enjoyed it. I love mm-hmm. being in here with you Amen. guys discuss, yeah. discussing things like, is a deeper life possible? And there's so much more we have to go in the future on these podcasts. Also want our friends to know that uh, this is episode seven in the podcast, and that a script and recording of it are available on Christian Family Online's website. Mm-hmm. Now, to access that script and recording, simply go to www dot c f o p o d s dot com that's c f o for christian family online p o d s dot com and don't forget to subscribe to the podcast and you'll get notifications for episode eight and all of our future episodes but now 
This is Manuel Grady, your moderator. This is Owen Allen. John Shields. And our producer, Shannon Wolf. Now, may the God of our fathers bless you and keep you and guide you and protect you until we meet again.